Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right. Every Thursday we head in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. And there's no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. It is your problem, and it shall be heard. Now, to enter the lounge, all you got to do is email jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Any complaint you want. We like specific. We like something that's going on in your life. Something really, really painful to you that you can't tell anybody because they'll look at you and go, uh-uh, there's other issues in the world. No, no, no. There's no other issues in the world. There is your issue and you shall be heard. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. And how about you share this podcast with a friend? We love a good friend share go for it tell a friend a coworker, a brother a sister a mama a papa anyone with ears right now the world is fucked okay a podcast like this is the medicine it is the perfect way to put your brain on the shelf hear two comedians just talk about nothing this is the whole premise of the seinfeld show this is just complaining about the inane, the stupid, and you get to be a part of it. You can send in jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the road. I've added dates. If you're in Baltimore or D.C. this weekend, I'm there. I'm in I, I'm in D.C. That's right. I added a second show in D.C. Baltimore, there was 50 tickets left last week, so that's fun. Um, and I've added a ton more dates. Um, Toledo. I love Toledo. I'm lying, but it's an okay town. Um, Dania Beach. I've never even heard of Dania Beach. It just suddenly existed, but I heard it's between Fort Lauderdale and Boca. I'll be in Boca driving down with my parents. Portland, Oregon. Phoenix, Arizona. Albany. San Diego for New Year's uh, New Year's weekend. Madison, Wisconsin. New York. I just had an NYC show. Boston, Toronto, Chicago, Minneapolis. Royal Oak, Michigan. Denver, San Francisco. Great lineup of cities. JaredFree.com for tickets. Assemble the group chat. Um, very excited about today's guest. A OKP to the podcast. Original key player. He's back in the luxury lounge. I don't know if you've been in the lounge yet. A hilarious comedian. He has a special out right now. It's on YouTube. It's called Enough for Everybody. Joe List, thank you for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm pumped. This is great. We love a good complaint, Sesh. I complain a lot. That's love my it. thing. So you're in the right place. Um, Perfect. What you're you're about to have a child? Yeah, I'm having a child in like forty four ish hours. Uh, is, which, is, that's my oh, first complaint. We're going in for induction at three a.m. The appointment's three a.m. I'm like, come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hit the music, Shelby. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems, too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. Let's hear that complaint. So we'll start with your complaint. What's going? Wait a minute. What? Yeah. So you gotta you gotta be induced, I guess. I, I don't know how the whole thing works, frankly. I'm t- I'm playing it by ear. But we go in. They induce 
labor, uh, but you got to show up at 3 a.m. because it can take a long time. Well, it could take a long time. Can't we go to 3 a.m. and not from 3 a.m.? Wouldn't that's you rather? How, that's how I feel. I'm like, do I go to bed? Do I go to bed at 11.30 and wake up at 2, 15? It's like having a 5 a.m. flight. It's the worst time. 5 a.m. flight is a 3 a.m. wake up, and then you always get pushed. There's always someone that looks at you and goes, don't go to bed. It's not worth it. And it's the dumbest advice you've ever gotten in your entire life. The advice is don't drink, not to drink right. all night until you get to the flight. That's exactly right. I just did uh, Skank Fest, lovely fest. I don't care for the name, but right. it's, a great, it's a great fest. And I did exactly this. I, I had like an a 11.30 p.m. show. I canceled it. I went back to the hotel, went to bed at 11 p., woke yeah. up at, at 4 a.m. for a 5.50 flight, and it was nine other comics on, and I felt like a million bucks, twinkle Absolutely. in the eye, you know, erect penis, and everyone that walked by was just dying, crust in the <laughs> eye, just crying, and I, they all stayed up. I, it's the first time I've ever done that. I went to bed at 11p, woke up at 4a, perfect. And and you're probably thinking, like, why would anyone do it any other way? Like, and here's the thing. You're, you're a sober guy. Um, I'm a drinker. I would say... The sober hour of sleep counts for 7,000 times more than a drunk hour of sleep. Absolutely. That's the thing about I was such a drunk for so long that now any flight wake up is doable because I had so many flights where I had slept for 11 minutes after drinking 75 Yaker bombs and flown right. across the country. I mean, the amount I have sweat on flights and sh shooken literally shaking in the seat and i'm like uh -huh. this all was avoidable like this was all like and it honestly going to dinner and having three drinks does it to me where i'm like why would i do this to myself well that's the thing you hit an age that's what happened to me i hit 30 when i was 25 you know i would drink 75 budweiser's a couple ipas and uh and a bag of whiskey, and then the next morning I would go for a three-mile run and play basketball. But when I hit 30, that was it. If I had two cans of Coke, I, I was screwed up the next day. I've been thinking a lot about alcohol lately, just like the how I'm consuming it, what I do, uh, you know, what it does. And I've kind of come to the conclusion, and I, I, I'd like to hear what you think. Like, I think it's like it alcohol, it, it's not that it's it, – it just takes the thing you're worst at and makes it even worse. Like when I drink and I wake up the next day, I'm lazy. I'm so I'm the laziest, you know, like I'm sure this happens with like if someone's angry, they get angrier, you know, like. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that way with, with self-hatred. I still hate myself mm. and, uh, you know, I want to die. I just think I stink. But when I was drinking, it was much, much worse. I was like, you are the worst person and now I'm like, you're a bad person, but there's so many worse people. Right. And you're going to have a kid. So you got to be like, you know, you got to put it together for this kid. You got to make sure you're you can hide that a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I got to try. I mean, I got I got a lot to solve in the next 45 hours because I'm well, freaking out. Well, by the time this is out, you will have been, you will be a dad. You'll get to celebrate Father's Day. So you're automatically in. Um, and the special is there. It's waiting for people. We want people to go watch it. Um, enough for everybody. It's already doing great on YouTube. It's there. Funny. Are you going to do one every year? Is that the plan? 
I don't know about every year. I mean, this one, it was one of those things where I just, uh, I've done three in like three and a half years, but it's never the plan really. But it was just, uh, I knew the baby was going to come up and then, you know, it, it slows you down a little bit. So I was like, let me get this thing in the in the can. But sometimes you just, you have material that you're like, all right, this seems pretty good. I'll, I'll tape right. this. I get tired of telling the same jokes. So that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny, like the world we live in right now, you can be like, I'm done. Let's get it out there. Good to yeah. go. Especially if you yeah, have a exactly. place that you can like, you know, you get feedback and, you know, what, what we what we're lucky for is also the thing we're unlucky for. We're unlucky because we have to deal with like hatred and horrific, you know, you know, updates and comments every five seconds. But we have an outlet. We have a place we can put something and get, you know, the good feedback, too. Yeah, exactly. There's like there's no more gatekeepers. But I was just saying this the other day. You're like. Maybe we need a couple gatekeepers. A lot of bad <laughs> specials. We could use. We wanted no gatekeepers. We overshot it. We need a few. But right. um, yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, it's a lot more access too. So you can put out your own thing. You can self-produce stuff, which is exciting. But yeah, every day I get emails being like, "Hey, you kind of suck, and you should get surgery on your face." And you're like, "Oh, okay, thank you." Cool. Good to know. Well, keep hit the like button. Please share. Um, so everyone go follow Joe and go watch the special. It's out. Go watch it. It's fantastic. All three, three and a half years worth of material is up there. If you haven't watched Joe's special yet, uh, at Joe List Comedy on Instagram, YouTube.com slash Joe List Comedy uh, to go watch it. Let's go to my complaint. You ready? Yes. Hit the music. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues too. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Okay. My internet went out the other day. The internet in my apartment. And I was like, first of all, when your internet goes out in your apartment, you don't realize it until it's too late, until you've had like a heart attack moment from it. Like I saw that I was like, I was like trying to text people. I'm like, why isn't this picture going through? Like the last thought on my mind was that my internet wouldn't be working. Right. And so I'm like getting annoyed with it. And finally I turn off the Wi-Fi and I go, oh, thank God it's not my phone. It's just the internet. So now that it's not my phone and I'm not like shitting my pants about that, I'm like, okay, the internet in my apartment is something's off. And I texted someone and they were like, I go, do you know, I guess I got to like figure out this internet thing. And they're like, and I, they were like, I would give you advice, but all I can think of is to turn it off and on. And I go, that's the only idea I have as well. And we're two college-educated people. And the idea that we are this helpless in a world, like it, it reminded me how small and little I was because they they joked back to me. They're like, I tell you to blow in it, but that's my only other thing I can think of. Like that's the only other skill I have to fix something technical. And I was like, that's hilarious because that's the only thing I have. And then I turned off the internet 
and then like I, I basically just unplugged and replugged and just prayed to God. Like that's all I had. And because if that didn't work, I'm on the phone with Comcast. I'm on the phone with Verizon. I'm on the phone. I'm just saying, please send someone here. And I have nothing. I have no TV. I have no Zoom. I'm, I'm out. I'm out of society. And I just can't believe I am this close to irrelevancy. Yeah, I'm the same exact way. And uh, I just similarly, I just moved uh, upstairs, same apartment, moved from downstairs to upstairs, two bedroom. And we called the cable internet company people. Like, we need, I almost didn't move because I was like, I can't refigure out internet. I don't have any hope. If, uh, if I move, that's it. And then they sent a box and they just rang the door. It was like three men and a baby. They just dropped off the box. That movie's 40 years old. They yeah. rang the doorbell, they left. And then we thought a guy was coming. So for 24 hours, we were waiting for a man to come and help because there's no men in this apartment. (laughs) And finally, we called the next day and they were like, no, you self-install. And I fainted. I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I won't. So what did you do? Eventually, I called and the guy was like so passive aggressive. He was actually effectively passive aggressive. He was like, we don't send people anymore. Um, He goes, but... Just to let you know, 95% of all customers are able to figure this out on your on their own. I don't but need the you number. Can't, he goes, if you I, can't, we can send somebody. And I just hung up. I was like, <laughs> all right, pal. And I hung up. And it took me three days, but I figured out how to do it. If you can't, you are in the 5% of idiot losers who can't please their wives and can't install the internet. Like, that's basically what he's doing. I don't that's- need the number. That's exactly what it felt like. And uh, and he was like, but if you, Mr. List, can't do it. <laughs> and, you know, we're public figures. I had to be uh, like, oh, I'm just, I was misunderstood. I can right. whip this up in no time. But it right, was You terrifying. have a reputation to uphold. This is like, you ever go to someone else's house and you, like, forget you're in someone else's house? You, like, get too, like, growing up, you go, like, to a play date. And, or you go to, like, someone's house to play or whatever. And then you would forget you were in their house so you forget yourself you get a little too comfy cozy and then you like put the dish in the sink and the mom looks at you like in this house yes we wash the dish and put it in the dish i don't know what you people do and you go oh fuck like i have revealed that my house is the biggest piece of shit, know nothing. We have a nanny. We, you know, spoiled, rotten assholes. I, I just, I just saw into like their worldview. Yes, exactly. I've done it many, many times, and I, I'm still like that. When I'll tiptoe around people's houses, and I don't know what to do. I'm taking my shoes off at the door, mm. and, and and you know, I don't flush the toilet without asking first. It's <laughs> you know, it, some people are different. Some people are like you don't. Know, shit near the kitchen or they're like you don't take your shoes off near the it's terrifying i still don't like going to other people's houses i hate going to other people's houses i i I can't think of anything more horrific in my entire life and they should really we should all just have a rules thing like you know how restaurants have a menu outside just Mm -hmm. have like the 10 rules the 10 things i don't need to like find out that your number one is my 11 yes 
And I try to, I don't like to wear my shoes in the house. I just, when I get home, I like to kick my shoes up. I just don't mm. wear shoes. Socks in the house. on or no socks? socks? Socks on. I'm all socks. Wow. I don't wow. need anyone seeing my feet. Wow. But, this is very New England of you. So when people come to my house, they see I'm in my son. They go, oh, geez, sorry. And they start taking their shoes. And I tell them, hey, if you want shoes on, go shoes on. This is not well, a cleanly thing. I, I just, right. whatever you are, it's, it's dealer's choice. Is what I say. I just don't like shoes in the house. How do you feel? Well, let me let me just say, the, that's more a problem with your own shoes off people because not everyone's like you. I would be more. It's more surprising to see someone with their shoes off think whatever you want than it right. is. Do you know what I mean? Like I, yes. I would just assume that person is part of the shoes off community where they cut your feet off the minute you know you you walk in like it's nothing. Right, which was one of the best curb episodes ever, by the way. Which one? It's uh, I think it's Porno Gill. It's with uh, Bob Odenkirk, and they have to take. And Larry refuses to take his shoes off. I think it's all the same episode. I gotta go check it two. out. It's it's gold. But yeah, I, I know I know those people, the shoe maniac, and that's what I don't want to be identified as. That I don't like a shoe in the house personally. But you're right. welcome to take your shoe. You can put your shoes on my couch. I don't give a But shit. even when you say personally, I go. There's some judgment here. Now I feel like I'm on the phone with Verizon. No judge. <laughs> I swear to God. Everyone go follow Joe at Joe List Comedy. Enough for everybody. That's a special. It's out right now on YouTube. You're going to love it. We're sponsored. This J Train sponsor is Mom Approved. We're talking about Nutrafol, the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve hair growth, visible thickness, and strength. If you think you're all, you're the only one dealing with thinning hair, think again. Over half of humanity will experience thinning hair. It's not only common, it's totally normal. Luckily, Nutrafol is here to help us do something about it. Okay, let me just say, my mom loves Nutrafol. I've become her pusher. Every time she runs out, she comes to me. She wants me to go get it because she knows they sponsor. It has become the basis of our relationship. She likes it so much. It's the only time we talk is when she needs more Nutrafol. So, I'm telling you, my mom sees a difference, and she there is nobody that is more discerning a purchaser than her. So hair thinning is different for men than it is for women. That's why Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas based on biology, age, and other lifestyle factors. In clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol for just six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code FEATHER. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code FEATHER. That's Nutrafol.com promo code feather here with joe list let's get to the emails you ready yeah i can't wait j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com luxury lounge marketing emails after opting out jared and esteemed guest my luxury lounge complaint is receiving marketing emails even after opting out when making a one-time online purchase this has happened to me a uh, a couple of times over the last few weeks when I made a purchase with a company for the first time. On the last page, when finalizing your order, there's normally a checkbox to opt in or out of marketing emails. I always opt out. However, I still get inundated with emails after submitting the order, aside from the order confirmation. Then I have to click inside the email 
and hit unsubscribe, which usually takes a few additional clicks to opt out. Why even give people the option of opting out as they're making a purchase if they're just going to spam you anyways? I don't want to enter a backup email because I don't want to miss updates on my order. So I just end up getting these ridiculous marketing emails that clog up my inbox, signed, tired of unsubscribing. Joe List, what do you think? I feel this. I feel this pain. I mean, this could have been me writing this. In fact, right. it was. I have to come clean. This is my. <laughs> no, I have Big this listener. all the time. But I have to say, sometimes to look on the bright side. I'm trying to be a bright side guy. It is that much. As much as annoying as that is, it's very fun to go on the email diet, though. When you eventually go through your email and unsubscribe to stuff, you feel mm. good. So maybe you can look at it that way. But no, it is frustrating. There's no way to to deal with these companies. That's just what they do to you. It's brutal. It's, I don't know. Here's what is bothersome. is like, is it working? You know, you go, if a company annoys me, I don't think I ever want to purchase from a company that annoys me. Like, I, 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 I don't know what product you think is so good that you sending me a thousand emails a week could ever be less annoying than your product being good. Yes. And I, I'll tell you another one that's that's similar. Every once in a while, every, every once in a blue moon, I'll give money to a, a political candidate that I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I like what this person's saying. And what they do is they share it with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. And then I yeah. literally get emails being like, hey, you want to give money to this congressman in the 48th district in Wyoming? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, no, and it I makes me want to jump teams. Right. It, it, you, it, they're pushing us to our brink. And you know what the other thing they do, and especially the political ones, they'll have in the subject, time is running out, you're dying. And you're like, what is this? What's going on here? Now they're trying to like disguise these emails. Hey, man, your credit card's been affected. And you're like, what? what's going on? And you like have a heart attack. And then you go in the email and they're like, Chubby's got new shorts. And you're like, What? <laughs> Why did you have to do this to me? Yes. No, it's horrible. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with this guy. I don't know. Are we supposed to give advice? I don't know what to say. Other than no, hate, there's nothing else to too. say. We have to agree with them and give our and, and just find the reasons that they should be more annoyed. I'm more annoyed at like the whole culture of like this sneak up on you. Like, how yeah. about we, you know, we I would like some laws where it's like if I sign up for your email, you get one a month. And it has to be, the title has to be, nothing is wrong, everything's okay, it's just your friends at Abercrombie. This is, I, I have a thing, I've, I've been collecting emails for my stand-up comedy career. People tell you, no, a good email list can really help you out. And I go, great. And so I've been getting them, and uh, my web guy's like, well, now you have to send an email. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to bother anyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah. I, I'm like, I'm too afraid to send a single email. Right. And I used to have an email list and I used to run it myself. And I used to send one email. I was, my promise was like one email a week. I'm not going to like hit you up. Like I've gotten emails from some comedians. I don't know how they found me. <laughs> I feel the exact that, same way. Do you know what I'm talking to? Every yes. now and again, I'll be like, wait a minute. How did I get on your email chain? No, I think they take their personal emails and add them to their email list, which is really, uh, that should be, uh, you know, imprisonable. I agree. I mean, I have gotten the emails and I literally go, what do you think? Well, no, when I used to run the email account, I used to get the emails that would tell me who unsubscribed. And 
talk about a shot to the heart. Talk about like, you know, and like in the beginning, it was like friends and family. Like, give me your email in case I have anything important. And then you see like, you know, Aunt Lucy's like, I'm going to be out on this. I'm out. Like, I'll never forget those people. Yeah, no, that's that's it's horrible. It's like the uh, what was which movie was that? Billy Madison. We just got the list of of, of people. Steve Buscemi got the list <laughs> of people he's going to take out. I think it was Billy Madison. I can't remember. at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Joe List at Joe List Comedy. Go go go. YouTube.com slash Joe List Comedy. Luxury Lounge. Not my job to set up your wedding. Feather, feather, I just traveled to Iowa for my husband's friend's wedding, an LLC in and of itself, but I'll save that for later. The wedding will take place on his soon-to-be wife's family's farm, and it's very much DIY. We arrived a day and a half early and popped over to the farm to say hi. Immediately, the bride's mom puts us to work, setting tables, washing glasses, arranging flowers. The list goes on. We took a 5.30 a.m. flight out of Boston to get here, and we'd already been up for over 12 hours and hadn't even checked into a hotel yet. Everyone's exhausted, and the woman just won't take a hint. You wanted to host the wedding. Why should I be setting up for it? Thanks for the safe space for me to air my grievances. Stay tuned for my post-wedding LLCs, because I'm sure there will be plenty. Sincerely, DIY means do it yourself. What do you think, Joe Liss? Uh, I don't know what to think about this. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 it's been so long. I, I feel like I'm so old. I haven't been involved in a wedding in a long time, so... I, I just don't know. It sounds like this is horrific. This is horrific. This is like a horrible person. You don't invite someone. It should be on the invitation. Hey, we're doing it. We're doing it. You know, uh, we're going to raise the barn together. Like we're an Amish community. Right. You invite me to your wedding. I am taking time out of my life to celebrate you. That is my gift. My presence is my present. And I'm going to bring a present too. So why don't you have the food ready, have the seats ready. I'm not going to be rolling, you know, silverware with napkins. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, it feels a little bit um, outrageous, frankly. And I have to say, when I got married, nobody was required to do anything. I mean, it, some people had to travel, but we did it in New York. It's, you know, my wife's from Texas. I'm from Massachusetts. We did it in New York. because We felt the majority of the guests were coming from New York. So we compromise. So least amount of travel possible and uh, no, no need to do anything other than show up. Hotel ceremony, all in one place, no church, 10 minute ceremony. Make it easy on us. See, this is the thing. When they don't think of the like when you said the, the word you use compromise, sometimes it feels like we should feel lucky to be invited to these weddings. Everyone who has a wedding, just understand you are a problem. You are you are in. We would rather do something else. I don't care. Listen, I've been to some very nice weddings. The nicest wedding has never been better than me doing whatever the fuck I want. So right. let's start at that premise that everything I'm doing is a favor. Sure, you got food and you got dancing. I would rather be doing nothing, looking at my phone from the comfort of my own home. That's what I'd rather be doing. So. Unless your wedding is a couch in my apartment with me on the phone, then it's a problem. So when you say, hey, can you set the tables for the wedding? I'm like, this was instead of being home? Like, I, I would have paid to not be here. 
And here's who I would also be annoyed by if I were them. The people that got there before them that didn't warn them. Right. If I got to this wedding and showed up, eh, we'll go to the farm. We'll see what's happening. And then I just see a bunch of other people like mowing the lawn and they're like, yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I'd be like, you didn't text me? You didn't, you know, you say you could have saved people. Yeah, Warner, Warner brother. J Train, J Train, that's a T-shirt too. Warner brother, pretty good. Well, I mean, I, I just went to a wedding last year, and you know, this is a, a close friend and a, a public figure. But you know, I wrote a speech for the wedding. I spent a lot of time on it. It was a destination. I flew down, spent money, wrote a speech, gave a nice speech. I got a gift, but should I have to give a gift? I mean, I wrote a speech and flew 5,000 miles. And I got I, a gift, I, but it feels like the, the speech is a gift. My presence I, is a presence plus the speech. It was a good speech. Plus the speech. I, it's a plus one. It's like two bags on a plane. You know, you, speech and presence. That's Everyone has to do two. It's a two-item two minimum. Yes. Two-item maximum, it should be. And I dance my ass off, and, you know, I really... I That's another thing. You, you That should be counted towards what you've given, is how much you dance. Are you a net positive to the experience? There are some people that dance so well and are so fun to the party experience that they shouldn't have to give a gift. That's me. That's you. Uh, by the way... I, I have two microphones plugged in. I think I was speaking into the wrong one. Did my audio That's just change dramatically? That's why your audio just changed completely. And when you said in the beginning I, we were going over the sound, you're like, I'm plugged in. I'm like, this is the least plugged in I've ever heard someone be. I think I ruined your whole podcast. Is this going to be all right? I think we're okay because I we think we'll go. It. You could hear me, right? I could hear. How In what world could I not hear you? You think I was reading your lips? I... <laughs> But I just realized, I'm like, I looked at the little wavy thing and I'm like, oh, I'm recording on my in. end. So I don't know how this changes, but Should I think I just we're stay okay. on that microphone. I would assume there idiot. might be a switch that happens, but I would assume that the switch happens. We're going to be OK. Well, Shelby, your guy should be able to adjust the volume, right? I would think. OK. Now I hear you. I mean, it's never been clear. I feel like I yeah. just that's because a Q-tip in my ear. <laughs> that's because I was talking. I have two microphones plugged in. I was talking into this one. It was picking up on this. In what world would you trick yourself by having two microphones next to the computer? Why? Because I had just recorded a podcast. <laughs> with I had set up with Sarah to record this other thing. I'm an idiot. I think we're going to be okay because why would I be able to hear you and not... Yeah, I'm just going to be have the recording through half of it than the other. Right. Half. This is going to be the part we're going to take the clip from that. That'll be the difference, I think. Right. But I bet he can adjust this volume. If he can't, it's going to be a 20 minute podcast. I, I <laughs> Should I just keep talking on that side then? I think you're OK. I think we're okay. going to be fine. We're sponsored people. Speaking of um, clear, clear audio, Manscaped. It's about time you did something nice for yourself. Having smooth balls feels amazing. Makes you look great and is an easy way to really level up downstairs. Does it make you look great? I guess I don't know. I, I don't know, but I do think it makes you feel great. I think 
men aren't good to themselves. We don't go, you know, to Sephora and get a bunch of stuff and masks and stuff. This is our version. Give yourself the gift of feeling good. And they have a brand new performance package. It's their fifth generation. So they've like they've perfected the game. They keep getting better. The, it features the lawnmower 5.0 to clean up those balls. Um, and a new and improved Weed Whacker 2.0 for ear and nose hair trimming. That's the underrated one. You're going to want nose hair trimming. You're going to want ear hair trimming. You don't want to be that guy. Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, and a pair of comfy boxers and even a travel bag for your new gear. I love Manscaped. I have the new razor. It's awesome. It works really well. I brought it on the road with me. That's where I do most of my shaving is on the road because I don't want to get the hair in my apartment. That's I'm my exact same way. You're the same way. Like I do a lot of my stuff on the road. Nail clipping, hair trim, all the stuff. So it is it, it just was wonderful and it fit it came with its own bag, which was great. It's time to add Manscaped to your grooming routine. It's a great gift too to your boyfriend or your father. Kind of yeah, it might be a little awkward with your dad, but that's okay. You know, he needs those things too. When you have smooth balls, everything else in life just falls into place. Get 20, 20, 20% off and free shipping with code JTRAIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code JTRAIN at manscaped.com. Here with Joe List. The special is out. It's on YouTube. Enough for everybody. Go, go, go. Luxury Lounge. Mom and Pop T-shirt shop. Oh, boy. My gym offers a rigorous boot camp training program, and I signed up for the first time. You have to wear a navy blue shirt with your last name on the back, and they only give you one. The rest need to be bought at $5 each, and they recommended a small business to put the names on. That's kind of crazy. This is like suburban shit that we don't think. Like, right? Am I misunderstanding? You have you're required to wear a T-shirt that says with your, your name, name on, it? on it, and so you only get can, one, so that they can yell at you. Like, is it like get your ass going, list? Like, is that what's going to have to happen? I mean, this feel, this this feels insane. And I, <laughs> I try to go to the gym every day, and I I'm one of these guys that wears a different shirt every time I work out. Right. Um, so I don't well, they get, had, you know, ringworm and such. I guess you get one when you sign up and then they have you buy another at another store that they've recommended. So that's the whole point is like you have to wear navy blue. I mean, this is crazy. I do understand how this adds to the effect of like a community, but I also don't want, you know, I got to wear freed on the back like uh, like I'm on scout team. <laughs> What's going on? I mean, isn't this one of those words, uh, embezzlement or uh, what? Are the, what is that called when I think it's a crime where you have to like you make someone buy something and then it's from someone oh, else that you want payola, not embezzlement. <laughs> it's called something. I don't think that's legal that you just send somebody to your other place. Monopoly. I'm not uh, smart. So, so they write, my complaint is this T-shirt shop is an utter disaster. I walk in and it looks like a bomb went off in there. 
Piles of clothes and fabric everywhere. You couldn't even see the front desk. The woman wrote down my name on a post-it note and threw my shirts in a plastic bag, saying they'll call when it's done. There was no computer in sight. Jared, as you say, us millennials live in a convenience era. We want emailed updates on orders and to know what's going on. How can a functioning business in the 21st century not even have a computer or any organization? To make matters worse, I called on the day I was told that my shirts would be done and they said they were backlogged with school uniforms and they'd call me when it was done. Another girl in the program went up there and they said they ran out of letters. Ran out of letters. This is what you do. How can you provide this bad of service to a gym that has been giving you business for years? Now I'm forced to wash my single shirt daily and I'm fuming. It will be a miracle if they can even find my order under the rubble with the sticky note attack. With the sticky note intact. Thanks for li- listening to my grievance. What do you think, Joe List? This is crazy. I think you got to get a different gym. This feels like uh, this feels like uh, the old Garfield cartoons or something like that. You're getting rooked. You're getting bamboozled. New gym. Right. That's what I say. I don't like the idea that, like, first of all, you've signed up for this boot camp class, which is a win in itself. You're like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to do the boot camp. I'm going to sign up. I've seen it going on. And then they're like, Got to have the T-shirt. It's like, I don't need other, you know, speed bumps to me getting to a workout. Like, I don't need the trip to the T-shirt store. I don't need to go to the letter store. I don't need to go to the iron-on place. I just want to get to the gym and get it done. And I I don't think I'm going to be motivated more by having Freed on my back so that some gym teacher can say, Freed! What are you doing out there? I don't want to be recognized. I don't want to be known in the class. I don't want to be called out. No, there's no place I want to be more anonymous than the gym. I I go to the gym. I wear sunglasses and a fake beard and put a hood (laughs) over my head because I do 11 push-ups, three curls, and I hit the steam room. I don't want anyone to be like, that guy doesn't know how to work out. Right. Do you see list in the beard? Guy does nothing here. Yeah. (laughs) If I... If I knew the names of people at the gym, I would remember every single one and I'd have nicknames for them and make fun of them behind their backs. Like, this is all fodder to be brought up later. Yeah, you got to get out of that. I think this is espionage. Is it espionage? Espionage. I it's think that's something. I don't know. It's something. I don't know. I hate this gym. I This is also like suburban shit that, like, I have friends that have moved to the suburbs. And they'll be like, yeah, I go to this gym and we wear a T-shirt and, you know, we have our names on our back. And I'm like... What the fuck are you talking about? Who's living this way? No, that's no good. No good. You got to get out. Sorry. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with your list Luxury Lounge, over the top birthday wishes. What's up, Jared and guests? About five years ago, I was doing an internship where I met a part time employee, a man who I would guess is in his late 60s, early 70s. He's never been married, has no kids, and is a hardcore Christian. He's the nicest guy you'll ever meet, but he takes his religion to another level. I'm not at all a religious person, and at times I feel like he's judging me for that. He would always tell me and my friends that watching The Bachelor is a sin, and we might as well be watching porn. I mean, he's not the nicest guy ever if he's saying that to your face. Like, if someone said to me, oh, the thing you like doing is a sin, like, I'm immediately like, you're not the nicest person ever. No, that's not nice at all. Right. He's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Like, that doesn't, you've mischaracterized this guy. Yeah, he sounds horribly judgmental. (laughs) Right. He reaches out to me for every single holiday and birthday. This is the thing. Just because you're nice on holidays and birthdays, that's OCD. That's not a nice person. 
I agree. I absolutely agree. Sending the longest messages that always talk about how much he loves the Lord. Not nice. I usually just respond with the classic, thanks for reaching out. Hope you're doing well. However, I celebrated my 27th birthday a couple days ago and received a seven-paragraph email from this man. I won't copy the full message here since it would take you the full length of the episode to read it, but here's a recap. Paragraph one, happy and blessed birthday. Paragraph two, it's almost the end of the hot Florida summer. Hope I don't get hit by the hurricane that's approaching. Paragraph three, I was a teacher for 35 years and here's why I loved it. Paragraph four, I've been blind in my right eye since birth. This is something I definitely did not know and was a total curveball. Part five, Bible study is my greatest passion. Part six, Uh, I watched a movie about sex trafficking recently. You should check it out. That one really threw me. Part seven, miss you. God bless. The leaps he took from one paragraph to another was something nobody could have prepared me for. The birthday message could have easily stopped after the first line, but instead he went on to type out the most unhinged email I've ever received. I'm not really sure how to respond to a message like this. Do I just say thank you? Do I show some sympathy for his blindness? Do I even acknowledge the sex trafficking movie? I spoke with some friends about it, and we thought maybe I should send back a seven-paragraph email of my own. Well, you just sent one here um, that details the most random shit in my life. Something like, thanks for the birthday wishes. My boyfriend broke up with me three months ago. I adopted a cat. The Mets are trash. I can barely afford rent. You should check out 37 and Single on Netflix. He would spend years praying and asking for forgiveness for his sins after watching your Netflix special. Ha. Huh? Oh, now I feel judged. I, I, I'm not a dirty guy. Sincerely, I hope I don't go to hell for this. What do you think, Joe Liss? I mean, that is a lot. That sounds like a person. I'm sure he's very nice, but some of the nicest people can be some of the the, the worst, scariest, creepiest people. And I right. would just cease and desist. I would just leave that. Let that be. You don't need that in your life. That's not a person you need in your life, in my opinion. Right. The, I understand where they're like, I could write back a seven paragraph thing. I think you'd be wasting your own time. Like, I don't okay. think like there is this brand of person. It's like, it's like people who remember names. Like I'm jealous of people who remember names because like, that's just a talent. That's not a nicety. They get considered nice because they have a good memory. Like they're almost considered more polite because they have a good memory. And it's like, no, no, no. This guy is like checking boxes, but within the boxes, he's writing, go fuck yourself. So it's like, it's like, Oh, what matters more? The box check. The fact that he messages you on his, on your birthday or the fact that he puts all his shit on you every birthday and holiday to let you know how he uh, and he's also lonely. Like, I feel bad for him. So, like, he's going to write back to your seven paragraph email that that includes I've been broken up with my boyfriend. He's going to write you. I'll pray for you at the next church meeting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He is. He's hoping for that. And uh, this guy just let this guy find somebody else so he's writing he's not just writing to you if he's writing mm-hmm. a seven paragraph thing he's doing he's probably copy and pasting and sending it to 15 people this so is a I newsletter just, yeah i'd sit that one out <laughs> right just don't answer at all i wouldn't even say thank you i would be like listen you interned with this guy who worked part-time seven years ago it's crazy he's keeping up with you which means he's doing this with everybody it's his newsletter this is what he does with his day He wants to update you on the Lord. He thinks this is, again, like being religious like that is an OCD to me. Like the fact that you check in with this thing every day to make sure you are on the good list. So this is a part of his lifestyle. Yeah, I would contemplate blocking this man's number. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, you got to get out of this. 
Totally agree. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Luxury Lounge online scheduling. I'm a full-time single parent to two young kids. Their dad's not around, and I work full-time as a teacher. My apologies. Uh, I went to schedule a massage for right after school at a spa near work. I don't go to the spa because the massages are amazing. They are fine, but because it's close to the school so I can keep my kids in after school. This means I have to book the spa for 3.30 or my plan won't work. I went on the scheduling site and selected a massage at 3.30. I had to schedule it a few weeks out because there weren't a lot of 3.30 spots. I received a text message that my massage has been confirmed, and two minutes later, there was an email saying it was moved to 4.30. Two minutes later? Hmm. First of all, don't reschedule me without asking me. I'm surprised I even noticed, as I just figured it was a confirmation email. I emailed the spa and said I can't do 4.30. That's why I chose 3.30. And they told me they don't like their employees to have large gaps of time between massages, uh, so they rescheduled me. I am out here exchanging money for a service. You can keep the logistics of scheduling to yourself. Do not have the time slot available if it's not available. I would hate to wait hours between customers, too, but it sounds like an issue in the masseuse world, not one for the customer. Also, this appointment is over two weeks away. Someone may book the spot out before or after. She offered the same time at their satellite spa 15 minutes away. No, thank you. I much prefer scheduling anything online to avoid a back and forth about times and dates with another human, but don't make time slots available online if they are subjective to masseuse schedules. Good touch, bad touch. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm with this person. This would absolutely enrage me. It reminds me of one time I was in the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru and I mm. ordered a Pepsi and then they gave me a Mountain Dew. And then oh. I drove back around and I said, hey, I ordered a Pepsi. And they said, oh, yeah, we're out of Pepsi. It's <laughs> not the exchange. Said, well, you just gave me a Mountain Dew instead? I mean, I, and I don't need a story. I'm, I agree. Don't give me the story. Just give me the time. And if it's not available, say it's not available. Don't try to sh- shift me off with some 430 Mountain Dew. Right. I, I wouldn't want to be Mountain Dude. I think this is the the problem is they're trying to lock you in. It's like ask for forgiveness, not permission. It's right. like that type of move where it's like, let's get them locked in because now they got the credit card information. Now they got you locked into their system. You've made the decision to hit. Yes, I'll take the massage, which in itself is a hard thing to do. It is hard to let yourself get a massage because you have to go, you have to believe you deserve it. So right. you have gotten over the hump of all the shit in your head that tells you you don't need a massage. And finally you hit that, you know, book it button and they go two minutes later to say it's at 430. Like that is a bait and switch. Yes. At 430, that's significant. It's an hour. It's not like right. they switched to 340 or whatever. An hour is right. it's a, a game changer. Right. I, I And what sucks about this is like they're like when you hear like I got it all in like, oh, my God, the kids are in after school. I'm going to get the massage like now you can't trust this place ever again. Right. It's over. Now you have no massage place. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Joe List. Enough for everybody. That's the special. He's having a kid. Go watch the special. For Go God's on YouTube. Sakes. Phone calls ruining my beach vacation. Oh boy. J 
Jared, an incredible guest. All the feathers to you. I love everything you do. Listen to all your podcasts. The Netflix special is amazing, et cetera, et cetera. Now to my complaint. I'm writing to you for my beautiful solo vacation in Turks and Caicos. Not a cheap vacation. No. That is, that's a, t- I've been tracking Turks and Caicos. And let's just say you ain't going there and staying at a Ramada. It's hard to find anything to complain about when I have been spending my days moving from my beach to my uh, by beach by noon lounge chair to the ocean to the beach bar back again at my all inclusive resort. But alas, I found something this morning as I'm quietly enjoying a book and a cocktail with the waves at my background noise. A woman decides to snag the lounger two down for me and amid dozens of uh, open options. No sooner has she laid out her towel and sat down than she starts to make a series of loud work calls on speaker, no less, completely disrupting the vibe of the day. Despite me shooting her glares from the, from the side every so often, like you do when a child is kicking your seat on a plane, this continued for a solid hour, then off and on throughout the rest of the afternoon. It left me feeling completely frustrated until she finally left and peace was restored to my otherwise perfect day. Thank you for the safe space to complain since I know my friends would never have let me get this far without saying, oh no, is there a nuisance while you're in paradise? Sincerely, a sandy and salty batch. What do you think, Joe List? Well, there's a lot a lot here, a lot to unpack. Um, yeah. First of all, the speakerphone is the biggest issue here. I don't understand. Right. This is a new phenomenon with everybody FaceTiming and talking on speakerphone. It's mind-blowing to me. I also do not understand, personally, people that are comfortable talking full volume in public. I'm like Polly from Goodfellas. I don't want mm. anyone hearing what I'm saying. When right. I'm on the phone, I talk like this. If I'm in public, I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Right. So the just blatantly talking full volume. And my other question is, it sounds like this is a nice hotel resort. Doesn't she have a balcony? Make the calls from your balcony. At least it's private-ish. It's work from home. This is the problem. We have now turned the world into our office. Right. And we don't care about anyone. And I do think, I do blame the headphones. Like if you do wear headphones, you're in your own world. If you're in noise-canceling headphones, you're just talking as if no one exists around you. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's on a sales call. And so now we have these headphones that make us believe that we're in our own dome. We're working from everywhere and anywhere. You're like, oh, I'll go on vacation. I'll get two hours of working in the morning. And I, I this makes me want, like, yearn for offices. Yes. And, and it's like, I don't want to hear about you buy, sell, buy, sell, funny money, boom, bah. Like it's, this has gotten crazy. Yeah, I just, I, I can't handle it. And it's a, it's a known thing on the ocean. You're not doing business calls. I, like I said, put the towel over your head and be like this. Hey, is everything okay? All right, right. all right. I'll call you later. I'm at the beach. <laughs> right, it's just, yeah. it's, it's outrageous. I'll call you later. I'm at the beach is a normal response to a phone call. Very normal. And find some place to pace and, and make your phone call. If you have to make a phone call, go to the parking lot. It's still sunny out. There's plenty of places to get your business done and have it still be nice. And the thing is, it's it, the problem is it's made, you're the complainer. That's the problem. I was in the gym the other day. Guy was like literally just having a full-on business call while at the gym and lifting. And I'm like, your workout isn't good. Your call isn't good. You've you've half done both. And exactly. also bothered me in the process. And I was thinking, I was like, in what world could I ever say something? It's not my gym. 
It's not her beach. It's you go, hey, can you quiet down? And it's like you do. You are in a position of like, who are you to say quiet down? They they have you by the balls. You know, I once had an experience at a gym right here in Astoria, Queens, where in the locker room, a guy was talking on his phone speaker. I shot him a dirty look and uh, he gave me one back. And about two weeks later, the guy I was walking up the street and the guy jogged across. I thought I was about to get jacked up. He jogged mm. across like at me and he goes, hey, and he stopped in front of me. He said, a couple weeks ago, we were in the locker room. I was talking on the phone. You gave me a dirty look. I'm really sorry. That was really rude. I shouldn't have been doing that. And you were right. Did and you... I had to pretend I went, oh, man, all that. I don't even remember that. I like pretended to not remember. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I would have came my pants immediately. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know I should have hugged him and kissed him <laughs> on the lips and proposed. But it was really something. So maybe someday somewhere this guy will be walking around and this uh, this coos will come up and apologize. I mean, the the best course of action, you can't get angry. Like, I think, like, you know. As stand-ups, we know that, like, if you ever get angry, you look like you've lost control. Mm-hmm. Like, when someone heckles, you have to, like, smile at them first to, like, let everyone know, like, it's okay. But, right. like, to make your point, the only, like, option, I think, is to look at this person as they get off the phone and be like, sounds like business is going well. Like, something like that to just let them know, I heard you, you're right. annoying, but it never gets through. If you're the type of person that speaks loudly at the beach, you are the person that's not going to hear you're a piece of shit. Agreed. I actually think you have to throw sand in their eyes like like Mr. <laughs> Fuji and uh, and hit him over the head with the umbrella. <laughs> Full on Fuji him. Yeah. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Girls just want to have F1. Long-time listener, Patreon supporter from Chicago, but moved to London. I've seen your shows in both places, including London on my birthday this year. Thank you. Writing to you from the beach in Corfu, Greece, with a niche LLC. We decided to take a quick Greek Islands Labor Day weekend trip, and we are staying at a luxury resort that is absolutely lovely, but there's one slight problem. We are big Formula One fans, and the resort has no special sports channels playing the race. No lounge with TVs, no options for our room TV, nothing. How do I have a menu for different pillows, but only one sports channel that just plays tennis? Formula One is massive in Europe, and we have come across too many luxury resorts in different countries that can't play the races. We are now going out of our way to try and find a local dive bar of sorts instead. Sincerely, girls just want to have F1. What do you think? Yeah, again, a lot of a lot of thoughts here. I've been the guy looking for an event that I can't mm. find on TV many times. As you know, I'm sure you have too, like on the mm. road. And especially now, sports are on, like baseball playoffs and NCAA tournament are on like true TV or something. You can't find right. it. But um, F1. <laughs> hey, do you I, have HGTV? I just want to watch <laughs> the baseball playoffs. Yeah, the, it is. <laughs> the, the Mets game is on BET this year. Can I? <laughs> I had this one time I was at a hotel. My Comedy Central half hour was airing and my wife and I laid down to watch it and they just didn't have Comedy Central. And I said, all right, what are you going to do? But I, I don't know if you're that big into F1. I think you got to call ahead, maybe. I don't know. But it is infuriating, but uh, or maybe stream it. But I, I've been in this position and it's an unpleasant feeling for sure. Right. And it's you know, what stinks is like they're ahead. F1 is hot. I know it's gotten a big following in recent years, but like they are ahead. They are in, you know, the idea that like F1's just on everywhere. Like they can't come to expect that. Like this is where they start to like get you for money. Like I, I mean, I just bought, I, 
I was on a flight coming back from Seattle and I had the good internet on a Delta flight. The good internet on Delta right now, and they tell you that you're going to have good internet, like when you book the flight, it's really good. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's like phenomenal. And I knew I was going to have good internet. And I was like, I went to YouTube and I was like, should I buy the Sunday ticket? Should I do this? And I don't know what I thought. Like, I, I guess I thought it cost 30 bucks. It, it was a $500 expenditure. That's a chunk. And, and now you're put face to face with like, am I going to use this? And it's like, this person wants to know they're going to have F1 everywhere. They want to watch on their TV. For this person, there's going to be a point where it's like, are you going to buy the F1 channel? Are you going to get the YouTube F1 channel or not? And now you have to decide how much a part of your life do you want this to be? I ended up buying it and I'm very happy I did. I got to say, you you know, the only problem with YouTube NFL ticket is if you do it on your TV, you can watch four at once, but you can't do that on your phone, which at this point, what am I getting? You know, like I'm, you know, the, the $500 makes you judge whether you like it enough for this. Yeah, that's a trick. I'm the same way with the NHL. I have the NHL because I want to see every Bruins game, and I have ESPN Plus now, and 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 Major League Baseball packet. You end up spending thousands of dollars just so you can see what you want to see, but it's better right. than not knowing. And I feel like I'm not an F1. I've never watched racing, but that feels like a sport that's not like let me just check the score. No, you got to be in. Yeah, the Patriots game, you miss I'm missing the game, but I'm like, okay, they're up 14-7 at halftime. Okay, good. An F1 race, it's not like my my bills in 31st place right now or whatever. <laughs> right. And you know what they probably had and I I've had this many times where I'm on vacation, I have this vision of what my day is going to be. And this person probably was like, we're going to watch F1 at the beach bar, we're going to get drunk, we're going to have a fun day, it's going to be F1 specific and beach in the background, and then that dream is ruined. Right. That's the real angering part. Like, again, when I was on the flight, I was like, I'm going to get NFL on the plane. Like, what a, the the dream I've been looking towards my whole life, and if it didn't work out that way, I'd, uh, you know, I'd be ultimately upset. Right. Well, that's the Jake. thing. When, you, when you're planning on watching your event and it's not on, I mean, it makes me homicidal. I've had it many times. <laughs> or, or, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, that's on the NFL network today. And you're like, what? <laughs> right. and, yeah, no, I've, I've really lost it. And I'm not a guy that can sit at a bar all day and watch with right. other people. There's just too many dumb comments going on. Right, like when when the NFL moved to Amazon for Thursday nights, like I was like, "Oh, the game is Thursday night." Oh, okay, I got my whole night planned. And then you're like, "Wait, I have to put this on my phone on my Prime account? What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the dream is ruined. J right. Podcast at Gmail dot com. Let's do one more. You ready? Yeah. Last one. Everyone, go follow Joe at Joe List Comedy. The special is called Enough for Everybody. Go. It's on YouTube right now. You can watch it. Enjoy it with your partner, your significant other. Have a great night. It's just waiting. What a beautiful time we live in. You can just an hour of laughs waiting for you. They're there. It's there, baby. What are you serving me for lunch? I hope this email finds you well. I'm writing in corporate speak because my issue is related to my corporate job. I work for one of those fun vibe tech companies that have perks like ping pong, cold brew on tap, and catered meals. I love a free lunch as much as the next guy. Don't get me wrong, but the office manager usually doesn't post the lunch menu until the day of. 
That means I have to decide whether to play it safe and bring my own lunch or decide to risk it and hope the meal is something I enjoy. How can someone possibly feel prepared for the week without knowing what five of their seven meals for the week will be? Okay, that was a little dramatic. I only go into the office two days a week, so it's just two lunches. But still, it's hard to grocery shop and plan. I doubt the caterers wake up each day uh, they're serving a meal and think of what to make. They must have menus planned days, if not weeks in advance, yet we have to go in blind. What's a hungry girl to do? All the best. Just tell me what my free lunch is. I love this complaint. Yeah, this is a fun one, um, but I, I mean, I, f- I feel it. I need my. I wish I knew what I was going to eat. Like right now, I'm having anxiety because this podcast is about to end. I have to yeah. eat something. I don't know what it is, and I wish there was just a menu that said you're getting chicken parm, you son of an onion. I got hungry reading this. I got hungry, and I was thinking of how horrific it would be. Like it's fun if you don't care about your body. That's the other right. thing. Like, like I have to know. Like, am I in for a n- lunch nap day, or am I in for like my own healthy fun lunch? You know, like the there's decisions to be made. If I knew Tuesday they're gonna have chicken parm and pasta, and they're gonna have French bread, with, you know, with uh, garlic bread, I'd be like, okay, the whole weekend will be in preparation of this Tuesday event, this feed. Right. I would plan my whole month towards this. So. The idea that you're going to wake up on a Tuesday and be like, yeah, I guess I'll do chicken parm today. I No, 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 no. I, that, I need days of preparation. I need to know. I need to not drink for a while. Oh, we're doing, you know, General Sows. I, I can't just surprise General Sows. Like, I need to know that Thursday, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I'm with it. I think this place stinks. <laughs> Get it together. And it's got to be awkward. You got you. You have your fun office thing. Like it, it, when they give it to you for free, you do feel like you can't say anything. I would say something. I would go to whoever the office manager and be like, "Hey, I know this is crazy to bring up, but like, how about a chalkboard? Let's put out the week on the chalkboard. You know, it's a small investment for, you know, a really you know big jump on the happiness index." Yeah, I would do it like a pussy. I would just be like, you know, it'd be cool. I don't know. I was just thinking. I don't know. It might be nice if we just knew what food. I don't know. Right. Right? It's just something I was thinking about. I don't know. I was just thinking the other day, while you're eating the food, you could be eating it across from them and be like, you know, this was good, but I like brought a lunch. I, I don't know what to do with this other lunch. I guess I got to like put it in the fridge for tomorrow. Wouldn't it be nice? And then that brings you into it. Yeah, just softly bring it up kind of passive aggressively. I think you, I think you could try it. <laughs> Get it done. J Train Podcast at Jimmy.com. Joe List, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. This is really fun. Always a blast. Everyone go follow Joe. Congratulations on the baby. We're f- less than two days away. What an amazing thing. Exciting, scary, I'm sure. It's terrifying. I don't know. It's going to be great. <laughs> Everyone go follow Joe at Joe List Comedy. I'm Jared Fried. We're here every Thursday in the lounge. Keep sending your emails. J Train Podcast at Jimmy.com. Back next week. Boom. <laughs>